0: Welcome to you wherever you're at, whomever you're with, I'm so very glad that you are here with us for a few moments for this message. Well, if you haven't been around the last couple of weeks, we are in a series called Put the Mary Back in Christmas, and you know, it's, uh, it's not an a, a unknown fact that during the holidays, a lot of people struggle with dark moods, depression, feelings of loneliness, isolation in the midst of all the parties and the lights. A lot of people have a difficult time in the holidays, and I happen to believe there's some things we can do to bring that joy that God intends for us back into our lives, and that's what this series is about. If you missed the opening week, we called it the prologue, and it's really uh, not only the uh, introduction uh, to this series on uh, learning to fill uh, the Christmas season with the joy that God wants for us, but uh, the prologue is really uh, kind of sets the tone for life in this world. And uh, it comes from a, a prophetic uh, word from a guy named Isaiah. Uh, he wrote and spoke uh, several hundred years before the coming of Christ. And uh, he says these uh, incredible words, looking out uh, beyond uh, the war-torn nation of Israel at the time, and they were prisoners, they were subdued, subjected, they were beaten down, overcome. And uh, Isaiah sees beyond that to a better time, and not only for the people of Israel, but for all humanity. And here's what he writes, the people uh, walking, living in darkness, have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. In other words, there's a dramatic change uh, for people that had drifted far away from God. Uh, God has spoken. He's uh, shown up. A great light has shined into the darkness. And uh, here's what that light is all about. Uh, For to us, a child is born. Uh, To us, a son is given. And the government, the ability to rule, the ability to bring about a better uh, governance and kingdom will be on his shoulders. He'll take on responsibility for it. And here's how he'll carry out this change of government from oppression uh, to freedom and liberty. Uh, He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And uh, I would encourage you, if you missed that opening message to the series. Go back, have a listen to it. Uh, And last week, we said, you know, one of the ways we can bring Mary uh, back into this season is by opening up the gift of hospitality. And uh, in other words, uh, when we make room in our hearts for others, uh, we make room in our hearts for joy. When we kind of let down the barriers and, and find room in our busy, important, serious lives God brings uh, wholeness and health uh, to us. We looked at these guys as kind of the backdrop. You know, one thing about these Christmas meanies, uh, these are the bad guys. Uh, They didn't have the gift of hospitality. They were all so into their own agendas. There was no room to be concerned about the needs and wants of others. Well, uh, today in this message, we're going to zero in on two of these characters, a guy named Scrooge. And a guy named uh, Mr. Potter, well, here's the truth about these guys. Uh, they both had a tendency to hoard their wealth. In fact, a miser is described as a person who hoards wealth and spends as little money as possible. And I want you to see these guys as examples, not only of hoarding wealth, and spending little money, but uh, hoarding uh, kindness Hoarding forgiveness, uh, keeping as much to themselves as possible. And they kind of exemplify uh, when we're stingy in giving away uh, gifts to others, whether it be monetary gifts or gifts of forgiveness, gifts of kindness, gifts of mercy. We end up hurting ourselves and squeezing the joy out of our own lives. And so uh, I'm calling this message, Share the Gift, of generosity, if we open the gift of hospitality uh, to, you know, bring some Mary back into the season, well, if you'll share the gift of generosity, I guarantee you it will come back and reward you. Uh, here's a quote that uh, I found uh, pretty spot on. You may know a guy named Winston Churchill. He made this comment. He said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give you know that pretty much uh, highlights what we're talking about Uh, we make a living by the things we bring to ourselves but if you want to fill your life up with uh, joy and happiness and well-being the kind of kingdom that jesus came to bring well you learn that the more you give the more you step into the fullness that god has for us Uh, here's how jesus uh, proclaimed this truth he said freely you've received Well, how about freely giving? You know, God poured his riches out on us. In fact, the apostle Paul would write, we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, freely, without cost, simply because we said, Lord, I need your grace and your mercy. Well, Jesus said, uh, if you want to live well, uh, turn that dynamic around and treat people that way. Freely you've received from God, now freely give to others. You know, here's some uh, definition to the idea of generosity in the Bible. Uh, It's seen as uh, being a blessing to someone. You know, that just sounds like uh, you have a good influence on others. In fact, uh, even more defined, a source of blessing, uh, bringing prosperity to others, a gift uh, that gives praise to God. It's something that upright and honorable people do. It's good. It's pleasant. And it's agreeable. You know, that sounds like a pretty beautiful commodity to add to our lives, the gift of generosity. But I think the key there is becoming a source of blessing to others. In fact, when God promised Abraham that he was going to do something for the world through him, he said, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to the nations, and that's what Abram uh, experienced, that's what his children experienced, and that eventually what resulted in the coming of Christ into the world. I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. Uh, you know, uh, getting into this dynamic uh, of giving and of uh, receiving freely from God, giving freely to others. Uh, love the wisdom of Solomon. He says in Proverbs 11, uh, one person, if you're noticing the way folks live, one person gives freely. He, he does what God suggests, and yet he gains even more. You know, somebody once said, you can't give God. And uh, this is what Solomon is pointing out. One person, he just seems to give freely to others, and yet he gains even more. But hey, go figure this out. Another withholds unduly. He finds reasons to not give, to not share, to not be liberal, to not be generous. But he comes to poverty. You would think it wouldn't work that way. If he was stingy, saved his pennies, he'd become wealthier and wealthier. But Solomon says life doesn't work that way. When we hoard to ourselves, uh, we end up coming into poverty, whether it be uh, financial, spiritual, emotional, or relational and then he uh, punctuates this truth a generous person will prosper whoever refreshes others will himself be refreshed uh, you know uh solomon it was observing uh, one of the keys of the universe uh, god's creation works on these truths on these principles it's no less true than the fact that gravity uh, holds you down and holds the, the cosmos in place. Well, it's the same as true as when we give. God gives back to us when we refresh others. God himself refreshes us. Again, Jesus spoke to this dynamic. He said, give, and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use it will be measured to you you know that's uh that's kind of a sobering truth what jesus is saying is the measure uh, the liberality the the uh freedom by which we bless and are generous to others and always yes with our with our possessions with our money but also with our time with our grace with our mercy with our forgiveness if we're liberal in doing that, God will be liberal in dealing with us. Uh, But if we're stingy, if we're measured, well, uh, God will be stingy with us. He'll measure out uh, with the measure that we treat others with. You know, I was reminded we were on vacation once and uh, settled into our hotel. Been a long day of traveling and hiking. And we were in need of food, but nobody wanted to leave the hotel room my wife ventured across the street, and she found a great barbecue restaurant. None of us wanted to travel over there to eat, so she asked if she could go through the buffet to go. And they said, yeah, but you you got to put what you take in these two cartons, and that's all you get. So uh, my wife came home with those two cartons, and they were pressed down, shaken together, overflowing with ribs and cold cuts and every kind of meat you could imagine. We ate that food for three days. And uh, God is wanting you to know that when you give generously, freely, uh, lavishly, he's going to do the same with you. And again, it comes back to the truth. We can't outgive God. So uh, here's what I want you to ponder this holiday season, uh, knowing these things to be true. that that one withholds and he suffers unduly, but the other gives generously and receives even more. Jesus said, freely give, freely you receive. The measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Why don't we do it? Why do we get caught up in withholding, hoarding, you know, begrudging anything that someone might need that we have? You know, I think there's a, there's a, a wide variety of answers that could be as particular as uh, y- your own reasons. But I think you know some common things that we all struggle with is the fear of not having enough. Everything I let go of, I'm going to have that much less in order to cover my needs and my expenses, my wants, my desires. It's a, somebody said it's like living in a universe that's characterized by scarcity rather than abundance. When we see the world as uh, full of abundance, full of God's expression of multiplying uh, good things, uh, we we can be released from that fear that causes us to withhold from others. You know, I think sometimes with things like forgiveness and mercy, uh, sometimes the things that make us stingy and miser-like is we hold grudges, we begrudge others, uh, we withhold our forgiveness, we find reasons that we shouldn't be liberal We rationalize uh, being stingy and uh, being kind and love covering a multitude of errors with others and uh, we're slow to forgive. Uh, We're kind of related to the Christmas story. We're more like Herod. We're less like the Magi who came looking for this one who was born of God that they could uh, give gifts to him. Well, I want to end with a couple of uh, punctuation marks Uh, from the the lips of Jesus, Uh, he says this, uh, whoever tries to keep their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life will preserve it. Again, highlighting that dynamic, we really don't help ourselves when we get caught up in withholding whatever it is, whatever gift that we could lavish on others to be a blessing to them. Uh, You know, Jesus told a story, a guy who uh, thought he needed a, to keep everything he had to himself. And in this case, it was his possessions. It was his uh, increase that he gained from having a bumper crop. Jesus told a story about a guy whose land brought forth plenty. Uh, the pump was primed for him to become a generous individual. But instead, he saw God's blessings as for him alone. And uh, rather than becoming a source of, A blessing to others he hoarded to himself. He tore down his barns, built bigger barns, filled them with the grain. And then he commends himself. He says, I'll say to myself, look, you've done well. You have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. It's time to retire and live high on the hog. But God said to him, you fool, this very night, your life will be demanded. That's a strong word. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Show me the books. <laughs> what was your life about? Where did you give your riches? Where did you uh, direct your best? And then Jesus said, who will get what you have prepared for yourself? And This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God you want to bring Mary uh, back into your holiday season Uh, I would say uh, look for opportunities to become rich toward God by being generous with people Uh, you know as we uh, go to prayer I remind you of what the Apostle Paul wrote about this whole idea of uh, becoming the kind of people who are enriched by God in every way and we turn that enrichment uh, into blessing others he makes this comment He says, The one who sows or plants seeds sparingly will reap sparingly, but the one who sows abundantly will bring forth a bumper crop of joy and happiness and well being. Would you pray with me? Uh, Father, we just want to thank you for the good world that you have created. We look around and we see so many evidences of your abundance, of your grace, of your kindness, of your generosity expressed towards people created in your likeness and lord we we look at the example of jesus your word says uh, for our sakes uh, he became poor so that we might be made rich and i pray lord that we'd not uh, let that those riches stop with us uh, don't let them pile up in our hearts god but i pray uh, that today uh, as we hear this message We'd go out and look for opportunities to make investments in you by the way we lavish goodness on people. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.